Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. And making America great means getting out of this tyranny that we are in now. Good evening, brothers and sisters. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here. National Director of Priests for Life, one of the world's largest pro-life organizations, and happy to be partnered with Right Side Broadcasting to bring you these programs and also the many other platforms that are carrying us live right now, right here tonight, Wednesday, June the 21st, 2023. Thanks so much for uh, joining me for, for prayer. I mean, we're going to spend a little extra time praying tonight. I mean, we always pray on these programs. It is Praying for America. Uh, and we pray over the news. Of course, we want to comment on the, on the news, give you the insights that we're able to give you. But I, I you know, I want to I want to share a few things. And then, uh, first of all, I want to share, you know, a little bit about when I became convinced that we're under tyranny right now. And I know that you're convinced too. Maybe there's a, some people that sometimes come in uh, and they just they want to learn more. They're not quite sure that they've come to that conclusion. But feel free to share with me in the comments, and I see all your comments right here, and, and, and I'm happy to take your questions as well. Uh, but, but, but share with me, like, when was the moment, and maybe it was a long time ago, but when was the moment that you were just solidly convinced in your mind and heart that tyranny has, has come back? You know, this country was founded on a rebellion against tyranny, declaration of independence. The independence was from a tyrannical king. Assertion of human rights given by the creator. Government exists to secure those rights. It's all about independence from tyranny. And now tyranny is reasserted itself, right? I mean, you're convinced of that, right? This is not in order to convince you that we're under tyranny. But to, to so, yeah, I mean, we, we, when we're convinced of that, we got to come together and reinforce one another and then deepen our ability to, to sound the alarm to our fellow citizens because, you, you, you know, while you still have a process to vote people out who are tyrants, you got to vote the tyrants out. We still do have that process, by the way. Obviously, that too, they're trying to take that away from us. It's a clear sign uh, uh, of the tyranny that they try to take away. Well, to try to take away your self-defense, right? Your guns. Look at the communist dictatorships. They took away the guns. And they they take away your freedom of speech. That's another sign that 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 we're under tyranny. They redefine who gets to define truth, uh, you know. And and Biden's uh, little uh, uh, commission there didn't quite work out. But you you saw what they were trying to do. And you know, big tech carries some of the water on this. It's like let's set up official committees that will tell us what is disinformation and what is uh, true and what is false. That's another sign. Uh, of tyranny, they get to decide, whoever they are, the self-appointed guardians of truth, uh, they get to decide when uh, you're saying the truth or not. All of these are signs. All of these are clear signs. But another one is that they try to steal your 
your your your voting power. They 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 the tyrants don't want you to by the by definition they don't want you to have a voice in who gets to uh, to get who gets to be in charge. So um, yeah, so so I see some of your comments coming in. Uh, but what was it that got you? Somebody is saying here, Obama got my attention. The 2020 uh, election convicted me. Thank you, uh, uh, Suzanne, uh, for that. Um, uh, Sinsen is saying it was the COVID lockdowns. Agnes is saying it was a few years ago. Um, what convinced you that we are actually under tyranny once again? Um, Yvonne, uh, tyranny began when the present man in the White House was elected. And, you know, he's doing a lot of things. Uh, you know, some of his executive orders that far, far surpass the uh, powers and privileges of a president. And here's another sign of, of, of tyranny. Not only, but look what he's trying to do with the student loan debt. You know, if the president doesn't have the power to just, you know, wipe that away. And then on and on it goes. There's all kinds of things that don't even make the headlines. But when you dig deeper into what's going on, they're exercising this executive power in such a way that that surpasses their constitutional authority. And then you, because they want to bypass you, they want to bypass the will of the people. It's all very simple. But when you what you also see here, and another another sign of the tyranny is they don't care about the the uh, appearance of hypocrisy. You know, I, I made this point several times now, just in the recent days. Let me go to uh, some more of your comments. They don't care. It, 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 it's 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 not a matter of uh, them being able to be shamed into changing course. You're not going to shame them into changing course. We point out, oh, look, that's hypocritical. Yeah. It, you know what? They know it is. What they're saying to you is, well, that, that's too bad. I've got the power. You don't. And I'm going to show you that I've got the power. That's what this is. And that's tyranny. So look, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to pray. Then I want to share a few thoughts. And then I want to pray some more, a little bit more length than we usually do, because we've got to, we've got to work ourselves out of this tyranny. We've got, to, we've got to vote ourselves out of this tyranny, and we've got to pray ourselves out of this tyranny. Psalm 118 is a really, really good one to pray. Let, let's do that together. I mean, really thoughtfully, look, you know as well as I what's going on uh, uh, in our country and, and what these Democrats are doing. and these, these they're, they're, they're tyrants. They're Marxists. So keeping all that, not just in the back of your mind, bring it, bring it towards the front of your mind. Think about the things that are really bothering you about what these people are doing, how they're destroying our country, destroying our freedom. They couldn't care less about your conscience, your vote, or your voice. Keep that in very much in the center of your mind as we read this psalm, because that's one of the things we do in this program. We take the Word of God and apply it very explicitly to these concrete American struggles against tyranny that we're engaged in now. Let's do that. Let us pray. Psalm 118, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do against me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. 
I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like, like bees. They went about like a fire among thorns. In the Lord's name, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord came to help me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the Lord's own gate. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my Savior. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and He has made His light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Let us pray. Lord, these, these are the words we say in the midst of tyranny. Because you are the only one who can give us freedom above every enemy. No matter how they surround us, no matter how they oppress us, we take refuge in you, O God, and we do it not merely hoping that you will rescue us, but knowing that you, in fact, will and do and can and will because of your love, not because of any coercion. We know how much you love us, Lord God, because you showed that love right at the founding of this nation and through the many obstacles that this nation and its freedom fighters have overcome for generations, for centuries. And now we are ready to do it again. We are ready, Lord God, to defend freedom from every direction, in every respect, in every institution in every court, in every legislature, in every executive office, Lord, in every voting booth, we are ready to defend freedom again. Lord, we are inspired by the words of this psalm. They surrounded me like bees, blazing like a fire among thorns, but in the Lord's name I cut them off. The right hand of the Lord exalts and does valiantly for his people. We thank you, Lord, for the 
the truths expressed in this psalm. Truths of your love for a people that rises up in the midst of persecution. Lord God, it doesn't matter how powerful the enemies may become. Your power does not fade and your love for us and your commitment to save us does not fade. Thank you, Lord. May we pray this psalm with confidence, pray it frequently, and through it know that we are indeed on the path of victory. We pray through Christ Jesus, who made the victory through His blood, through His cross, through His resurrection, and who lives and reigns forever and is Lord. Amen. All right. 62% in a poll that came out today, 62% of Americans say that the indictment of President Trump is clearly political. 65% of unaffiliated voters agreed with that sentiment. We are seeing tyranny in many different forms, but we are seeing it with new and astonishing and alarming vigor in the never-before-seen weaponization of government. What's been done with this indictment and the previous one and likely two more to come has never been done to, a, to an American president before. Never. Go back to the, the impeachments. The fake, unconstitutional impeachments fake in the sense that there was no crime identified, abuse of power. What in the world does that mean? You know what that is? That's a projection on the people who are doing it. They were abusing their power, not President Trump. It's ridiculous. It was the first, his first impeachment, the first purely partisan impeachment, purely partisan. You know, Professor Alan Dershowitz talks about the Nixon rule. I've talked to you about it before. He says, look, what's happening against President Trump doesn't meet the standards of the Nixon rule. Do you remember what that is? I remember I was a teenager when all that happened with President Nixon and Watergate and President Nixon being ultimately resigning to the presidency because he realized he had lost his support in the Congress. And that's the point. That's the Nixon rule. He had lost his support in the Congress. In other words, people from both parties came to the conclusion that what he had done was wrong enough to be unworthy of, of public office. That's the Nixon rule. You don't have that here. What you have here is partisan, partisan activity. It's the Democrats coming after Trump. Now, we know there's all kinds of problems with the rhinos, but that's not translating into what it was with, with President Nixon. You've got to have people that across party lines recognize clearly a wrong that has been done by a president or by anybody else in authority so that that consensus of the American people is what comes forward. That test has not been met in any of these attacks against President Trump. In fact, we see the opposite. We see a headline like we see today, 62% saying it's clearly political. That's not good for the country. Because now you're taking what should be a process that can, in fact, uh, come against and expose and, and punish wrongdoing, 
being used now as a weapon uh, 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 of, of politics and ideology. By the way, unaffiliated voters agreed with this sentiment by 65%. All right, that's one thing. Another thing coming out of the news today, the House censured Adam Schiff over the Trump-Russia probes. Good for them. Good for them. A censure is not a frequent occurrence in the United States Congress. Um, in the last 20 years, you know how many times the House of Representatives in the U.S. Congress censured one of their fellow lawmakers? How many times? Take a guess. How many times in the last 20 years has this happened? I was a little surprised by this. Only twice. Only twice. Talking about a once in a decade situation here. And they did it today. Good stuff. The resolution said shift held position of power during President's, uh, President Trump's term and, quote, abused this trust by saying there was evidence of collusion between Trump's campaign and Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Representative Schiff purposely deceived his committee, Congress, and the American people. This is what tyranny looks like. This is what it looks like. Now, tomorrow, uh, let's see, what's today? Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to go into more detail on what happened today also with the Durham report. Durham was in Congress testifying about his investigation into the, into the false accusations uh, and, the, and the weaponization of the FBI against President Trump. That, again, think of what we're talking about here. This is not America. You're talking about the weaponization of the FBI uh, 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 acting in a political way on something that the Democrats just invented to get at their political opponents. Again, this is the stuff that you look you see in 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 uh, third world banana republics. Okay, we'll go into that point by point in more detail tomorrow. Because 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 when we look at the you know and these are not things that we necessarily want to be looking at and thinking about every day, but but looking and thinking about them enables us truly to get a handle on the point of our, our show tonight, that we are indeed living under a reassertion of tyranny. Let me give you one more example of what this kind of tyranny looks like. Joe Biden has lost his legal battle to attempt to do the following. And just when you hear what this is, it's so offensive, but it's also tyrannical. To force Christian doctors to kill babies in abortion. To force them. You know, it's one thing that we know a lot of Americans say, well, abortion should be allowed at least in some circumstances. Now, my full-time work is it deals with, with this issue, and it's like, hey, take a look at what this is. Look at abortion.org. No, it's never okay to kill a baby. But we understand that many Americans feel that at least in some circumstances it should be allowed. But those same people who are talking about allowing a choice, that does not mean that they're in favor of forcing somebody to participate in something that they don't believe should be a choice or that they see as compromising their own conscience or they see as murder. But this is what the Biden administration 
deliberately, not just the, the administration, the Democrats in Congress, the Democrat Party overall. The leaders of this party care nothing about conscience, and they constantly flaunt the law. Look at what they did. President Trump had a special office in place in, the, in, the, in his administration to assist citizens who felt that they were being forced to violate their conscience. Now, this boiled down uh, uh, usually to healthcare workers. There was a case out of Vermont where a nurse said, I made it clear to the hospital where I was working that I didn't want anything to do with abortions, and they forced her to participate in it anyway. Now, I know from working with people who used to be workers in abortion facilities and left, it does a tremendous, even if you participate in just one abortion, it does an immense amount of damage to you. These people are, are just, their lives fall apart. Their relationships crumble. They, 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 they have no more self-esteem. All kinds of terrible things happen. Okay. They forced her. The Trump administration defended her. He had an office. He had a team of people. Because she was already protected under federal law. There's many protections in federal law for conscience for healthcare workers. I mean, these protections can be strengthened. And that's what President Trump was doing. Not only was he strengthening the protections, but he was strengthening the enforcement of these laws. When people felt that, they, hey, my rights are still being violated despite the fact that there's a law on the books, that's not enough. It's got to be effectively implemented and enforced. It wasn't, so he established this office. Complaints were pouring in from all over the country in much greater numbers than they ever had under Obama. And, and he helped the, the, these people, and he challenged these institutions, not only medical institutions, but entire states like the state of California that was trying to force people to, to pay for abortions. And what did Biden do? He undid the whole thing took away all these extra protections that uh, the Trump administration had put in place. And he was trying to revoke a, a rule protecting medical workers. Now think about what tyranny is. Protecting medical workers from being forced to kill unborn babies in elective abortion. Well, these are not abortions that they, they, anyone is saying, oh, this has to happen for a medical reason. Footnote, even medical reasons, killing the baby is never necessary, but that's a, that's a discussion for another time. But forcing somebody to do something that's against their conscience, well, this, doesn't, this is not supposed to happen in America. Our founders came here precisely for the freedom of conscience. Well, fortunately, the courts sided with conscience here, and they sided with the Trump administration's protections, and they sided with the people who were complaining that they were being forced and both in two different cases, in the Fifth Circuit and also in the Eighth Circuit, upheld the freedom of, uh, of uh, individuals to not perform procedures contrary to their beliefs. And right now, uh, as of today, the final deadline for appealing to the Supreme Court has passed. And the Biden administration decided not to, uh, not to engage, and with, and with good reason, not to engage our current Supreme Court in a battle like this because they know what fate that kind of a challenge is going to meet. Harry's saying something very interesting here. Five million Americans need to march to the White House to stop this for good. 
Jan is saying we definitely uh, are under tyranny. We need to be warning and waking people up. Exactly. And that's why we do this program. Uh, and that's why we uh, all of us are active on social media, as I hope you are. And uh, all of us, uh, Gary, you're expressing uh, the sentiment of the day here. I love Trump. Absolutely. Um, George, thank you. And God bless the USA. Um, you know, um, here's a good comment here, uh, Eddie. Uh, we don't need any more politicians. That's right. And that's why President Trump had so much success, continues to have so much success. He came in as a non-politician. We don't need any more politicians. You know, they go to a, this is a training school for politicians. And this is where, this is a rejection of the establishment. The Republican Party, as I was saying last night, it's very different in its composition now than what it used to be. This is not the party that that elected George W. Bush uh, two times is not. This is the Republican Party of 2023. And we're more and more anti-establishment. We don't need these politicians trained to talk and talk and talk and say nothing. Promise and promise and promise and do nothing. Put their finger in the wind all the time and, and appeal to you know, their favorite elites and, and uh, important people. It's, it's like, no, you serve the American people. Either serve them or get out of our way, go back into private life and stay far, far away from the levers of government. Let's, let's, let's pray about all this some more. Uh, there's a beautiful passage here in uh, the letter of the Romans. And again, I want to read this in a prayerful way. After this, we'll say the Lord's Prayer. And I want to ask you, again, consider these words in the light of everything that's going on here. I mean, there are a hundred different ways that we can come to the conclusion that we're under tyranny, that we, we haven't even scratched the surface here. But again, you know them as well as I do. But listen to this. For we are debtors not to the flesh, so as to live according to the flesh. But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you, by the Spirit, put to death the works of the body, you will live. All who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but rather you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, heirs with Christ, and fellow heirs provided we suffer with him, in order that we may be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. For this creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was made subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly, as we await eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. 
Now, hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it patiently. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the Spirit thinks, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know, take encouragement from this, brothers and sisters, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose, For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He he called, He likewise justified. And those whom He justified, He in turn glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who? can be against us. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously grant us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who is indeed interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long, regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am certain that neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities, neither rulers nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a reading. How appropriate, isn't it? When we're feeling so oppressed by a tyranny that is in our midst by a president who evidently, Joe Biden, has been involved in a very deep, treasonous bribery scheme. Nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. This is the chapter. So the scriptures I've shared with you tonight, Psalm 118, Romans 8. Use them. Use them each day. Use them as often as you need to use them. Read what's going on in the news. Understand it deeply. And then go back and understand this psalm and this passage from St. Paul likewise deeply. 
because he's hitting on some real truths here and he's going right to the core of freedom in these passages, right to the core of it, right to the core of freedom and right to the core of our fight for freedom. We struggle, listen to the the confidence that he exudes. Christ Jesus is interceding for us. Who can separate us? Powers? The sword? A weaponized FBI? A weaponized CIA? A corrupt White House? Who can separate us? Who can oppress us? Who can ultimately kill us? Neither powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. This is the passage for our times. This is it. Let's use it. Let's pray now as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Wow, I wish I could spend even longer. We had a good, strong audience tonight. Uh, friends, we are, um, I got to go prepare for another program. I'm going to come on live again at nine o'clock, not on RSBN, but on my own uh, channel, which is endabortion.tv. And uh, uh, you can uh, watch there or on my social media platforms where you might be watching now. Getter, of course, uh, Twitter, YouTube, um, uh, Facebook. Um, I'm going to talk uh, at 9 o'clock about an important anniversary that we're uh, observing uh, in a few days. That is the uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So we've been giving you special reflections about that. Join me if you have time. Uh, otherwise, you can always go back and watch, uh, watch the programs as well. I appreciate you, your patriotism, your faith in Christ, your discipleship above all and your unity uh, with all of us together. Let's continue to pray for one another. Let's continue to fight for this nation. Let's continue to oppose tyranny. Let's continue to support President Trump. Let's continue to uh, register and educate and mobilize voters. Again, we have to vote our way out of this. We've got to witness and educate our fellow citizens, and we have got to pray our way out of this as well. Thanks for doing so with me tonight. Join me again tomorrow night and every weeknight here on Praying for America. Please spread the word about this program. Let others know. If it gives you spiritual strength, uh, let them know that because that's what I want to do. I want to encourage you and, and we want to let the Holy Spirit encourage us all. God bless you, friends. Thanks for your support for me. Oh, yeah. And may I, may I appeal to you? Our ministry relies only on people like you. We try to get these messages out and, and, and we travel like crazy all around the country and, and uh, we're not afraid to speak out uh, the word of politics into the churches and for all this work that we do. If you can take a moment and go to ProLifeGift.org, ProLifeGift.org, and, and you know, the summertime, today's the first official day of summer uh, and uh, summertime is always rough for charities, you know, in terms of donations and for understandable reasons, and especially in this Biden economy, it is awful. So if you can spare even just a little bit, uh, ProLifeGift.org. Make my day by uh, not only joining me on this program, but join me over there too and help us continue to do this good work. I'm praying for you, as is my whole team, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. God bless. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. 
This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priest for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priest for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. Hello, I'm Evangelist Alveda King. Our team at Priest for Life produces many books, pamphlets, audio and video presentations, and other resources to help you protect the unborn. I invite you today to visit our online store at ProLifeProducts.org and see the many helpful resources you can get for yourself, your pro-life group, and your church. God bless you. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.